Welcome to another episode of Q Review. I'm your host, Keese, and uh, yeah, we're going to jump right into it. So, uh, first up, we got the box office numbers for uh, last weekend. Uh, number one at the box office was Demon Slayer, brought in $6.4 million, uh, with a worldwide total of $428 million. I've never heard of this movie, uh, but apparently it's like a... Uh, anime, so that makes sense why uh, in the U.S. it's doing just all right, but worldwide it's killing it because you know Asian countries are huge on the anime. So uh, number two, got the Mortal Kombat uh, reboot, six point two million in the U.S. for a worldwide total of sixty six point eight million. So uh, it's made its money back for the studio, so it's all profit from here on out. Number three is going to be Zilla vs. Kong, uh, brought in $2.8 million for a worldwide total of $415.5 million. Definitely didn't see this movie being that big. Uh, I couldn't even finish it. It was pretty bad. And, you know, it had some pretty decent actors in it, but it was, just, it was bad. I mean, Kong Skull Island was dope. Uh, that last Godzilla movie... Not the second one, but the one that had to do from Breaking Bad and it was dope. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're just, I'm tired of them. So, but, you know, people still love them. So, shout out to them. Keep making them. Get that money. Uh, what else we got? Number four is a movie called Separation. Uh, made $1.8 in the U.S. for a worldwide total of $2 million. Damn. That's pretty sad. It only made 200000 outside of the U.S. Um, it's definitely going to be a loss for the studio. I watched the preview, and it looks scary as shit. Um, I wanted to go see it, but I just haven't had the time. But yeah, it looks scary as shit. I might have to check it out on a Fire Stick or something. And number five is going to be Rhea. Uh, and The Last Dragon brought in $1.3 million for a worldwide total of $101 million. So I guess Disney did wind up making their money back on that. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, now we're going to jump into some movie news. Uh, let's see. First up, the Toxic Avenger reboot cast Taylor Page, a.k.a. Bay. Uh, that woman, she is fine. Uh, what else we got? Batista says Guardians 3 will probably probably be the end of Drax, and that's pretty sad, I like him in that role, um, you know, I, yeah, don't get rid of Batista, come on, man, anyway, uh, Top Gun is returning to theaters on May 13th for its 35th anniversary, uh, I'll definitely be there, that's one of my favorite movies, um, you know, I can't wait to see the sequel, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to try and go see the original Top Gun in theaters because, I mean, I never have. The first time I ever saw it was on VHS when I was a kid. Uh, I just knew I was going to grow up to be a fighter pilot, but, yeah, that didn't happen. So, anyway, Sydney, get ready because we're probably going together. And what else we got here? Mm. Ah. The Blade reboot is to start filming in mid-2022. And I feel like they might as well just go ahead and recast Mahershala. Because he already got the old 
nigga face. Uh, so, I mean, he gonna be in his 50s by the time they do a sequel. Shit, he gonna probably be in his 50s by the time the original comes out. I think he's like 48 or some shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, might as well go ahead and find somebody younger. Uh, I thought the dude who played Daniel in Insecure and he was in that Purge movie, I thought he would have been a good pick. Um, there's the dude that, oh, I don't know, he sounds like he's stupid, but the dude from Queen Sugar, uh, he looks like he could be a good blade, but he, yeah, he, he talks like he's not all the way there, you know. Like he's got a fourth grade reading level or something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it for movie news. And for this week's review, we have Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. On your feet. Senior Chief John Kelly is more dangerous and effective than any man we have in the field. The only thing he has more than kills are medals. So, uh, Without Remorse was directed by Stefano Salima, uh, who's done, he's done a lot of work for, you know, TV, but the only other film that he's done was uh, the Sicario sequel, Sicario Day of the Soldado, uh, which I liked a lot. Uh, it wasn't as good as the first one, uh, but, you know, definitely had more action. It was pretty good. It was entertaining. Uh, the movie stars, uh, of course, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Jody Turner-Smith, a tall glass of water, tall, uh, Jamie Bell and Guy Pierce, uh, who's dope in everything he's in. I mean, fucking phenomenal actor. Uh, and it also has a brief appearance by Miss Lauren London. Uh, the movie came out this year, 2001. However, it was filmed in 2018, uh, and then I believe it got delayed for by like the pandemic or something. So yeah, um, the budget. There's no budget info since it was straight to streaming. Uh, they like to hide that stuff. Um, it didn't look crazy expensive though. So if I had to guess, somewhere between 20 and 50 million, uh, with a big chunk of that going to you know, Michael B. Jordan and, and Guy Pierce, seeing as though they're the bigger actors in the film. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 45. Uh, audience gave it a 43, which is very low in my opinion. <clears throat> in my opinion, it should be in like the high 60s to low 70s uh, for the audience, at least. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I know why a, a lot of the audience was mad. The Yakubians. Uh, my score, I gave it a three out of five. I uh, like the story, although it seemed a bit rushed. Um, it went from like zero to 60 pretty quick, uh, which is not usual for Tom Clancy stories. They tend to let the tension build. Uh, however, I haven't read this book, so it could be different. It could be, you know, zero to 60 real quick in this in the book as well. Or, you know, like Drake would say, zero to 100. Uh, my, my, my main issue is that the last big fight, uh, the set looked cheap. Like, you could tell the buildings were fake. <clears throat> and, like, I, I feel they could have done better with that. Spent a little more money. I don't know. 
Uh, but besides those things, I loved it. I'm a huge Tom Clancy fan. Uh, I love the Jack Ryan stuff, so it was dope to see a John Clark origin story, uh, which I didn't find out this was a John Clark origin story until the very end of the movie. I don't know if uh, some of you others out there knew that. Uh, if I read the book, I probably would have known that. Uh, but Clark in the past has been played by Willem Dafoe and Lee Schreiber, who were both phenomenal actors, and they absolutely killed their roles in the movies. Um, and I'm assuming some of the low scores are because they decided to make him black. You know, white people don't like when you change a character's race for some reason, but they have no problem with changing everybody in Egypt to white people. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I like MDJ in the role, um, and, you know, I'd like to see him to continue to play it. Like, it would be dope if he popped into the Jack Ryan series, uh, or if John Krasinski popped into whatever John Clark story comes after this, which I'm assuming is going to be the Rainbow Six movie. Uh, you know, I feel like you got to connect them. You have to connect them together. John Clark is a huge part of the Jack Ryan story, clear and present danger, um, Patriot games, the sum of all fears. I don't know if he was in the hunt for red October. I gotta go back and watch that one. Uh, I'm assuming he was though. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the movie, it's basically, it takes place, uh, well not takes place. It starts in Aleppo, uh, when a team of U S Navy SEALs, including senior chief, John Kelly, uh, played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, so that's why I didn't know it was a John Clark origin story because, you know, one, I didn't really go look for what it was about. I like to kind of be surprised. Two, his name was John Kelly in the movie for most of it. Anyway, um, they go to rescue a CIA operative uh, taken hostage by su suspected pro-Assad paramilitary members. So they tried to keep it kind of, you know, uh, realistic what's going on over there now. Um, Anyway, the situation escalates and one of their team is killed as the SEALs find their target is actually a Russian military weapons dump. <clears throat> Three months later, in apparent retaliation for their role in the mission, several members of the team are covertly killed by Russian FSB operatives. Uh, Kelly's pregnant wife, Pam, uh, who was played by the beautiful Lauren London, uh, she's murdered when the Russians break into their house. Uh, Kelly kills all but one of the attackers before being rushed to the hospital with near-fatal wounds. Uh, after he recovers, uh, he basically goes out and, uh, for vengeance, you know, like Pooh Shiesty says, get it back in blood. Uh, yeah, but uh, So he does that only to discover a plot to make America and Russia go to war. Uh, my favorite characters outside of the main character is going to be Robert Ritter, uh, the CIA agent played by Jamie Bell. I think he did a fantastic job in that role. Uh, his motives always seem shady. Uh, he seemed like he was dirty the whole movie. Like, oh you know, yeah, this motherfucker, he's the one. Like, you got to kill him. Uh, but, you know, really, he was just doing what needed to be done. And, you know, going about it in a secret, shady way, similar to, you know, what we see the CIA doing and everything else, so uh, hats off to him. He did a fantastic job. Uh, I whew, let's see if I could recast 
I don't think I will recast anybody in this film. Everybody did a pretty good job. Um, I would have definitely given more shine to some of the other SEAL operatives. Um, you know, especially if you plan on... Because then you could use some of them in the SEAL... Not SEAL Team 6. In the Rainbow Six movie, you could drag some of them over. And then you have more familiar faces, which draw people into the movie. But... I don't know. What do I know? I just review these things. I don't make them. Anyway, uh, my favorite scene in the movie, I really like the plane scene uh, when it gets shot down. Uh, and then he it like breaks in half and he dives down into the part that broke off to get all their gear. Uh, and then on the way, like on the way down, he's like collecting all the life vests. And at first I was like, oh, is he going to use those to float up? No, he uses those to float their, you know, their bags of gear and weapons and stuff back up. Genius. Uh, then he finds the, uh, the Zodiac raft, uh, and then he inflates that, and he uses that, self, he uses that to uh, float himself back up. Damn near drowning in the process. Uh, it was pretty crafty. I really liked that scene. And, uh, yeah, now for everybody's favorite part, the trivia. Trivia time! All right, and for the trivia, first up, John Kelly, or John Clark, has been played in other Tom Clancy movies by Willem Dafoe in Clear and Present Danger uh, and Lee Schreiber in The Sum of All Fears. Uh, this, uh, this is the story of how he came to be associated with the CIA. So that's why I really liked it. Because, uh, I mean, John Clark was one of my favorite characters, especially... Uh, in the sum of all fears. Like, I really like Lee Schreiber's. I mean, Willem Dafoe's was dope, too. It was just an older movie. But, um, you know, Lee Schreiber kind of actually was really the only, one of the only good parts of the sum of all fears. Because, yeah, your boy uh, Ben Affleck didn't really do a good job. Uh, anyway, uh, the, film up, the film adaptation of Tom Clancy's 1993 novel, Without Remorse, had been in development since the 1990s. In 1994, Keanu Reeves was offered $7 million for the role of John Clark, but turned it down. Uh, in 1995, pre-production was well underway when Savoy Pictures shut down the project, uh, which was set to star Lawrence Fishburne and Gary Sinise. Uh, in 2012, Christopher McQuarrie signed on with Paramount Pictures to direct the film with Tom Hardy, uh, and talks to play John Clark, and Kevin Costner and talks to play his mentor, uh, William Harper. I don't remember William Harper's character. I gotta go back and do some more research on that. Anyway, in September 2018, it was announced that Michael B. Jordan would be playing John Clark in a two-part film series, uh, which will be composed of Without Remorse and Rainbow Six. Uh, director Stefano Salima was announced in December 2018, and filming began in Berlin in October 2019. Uh, I think I think any of those dudes would have been good in the role, especially Tom Hardy. I think he'd have been pretty dope. My thing is, if they were trying to make the movie in 94, and Clear and Present Danger came out in 94 also, why were they trying to offer Keanu Reeves the role if they already had Willem Dafoe playing it? Or was this before Willem Dafoe got the role and Keanu Reeves would have been in both movies? Got to look into that. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, anyway, 
The character of Karen Greer is revered, uh, revealed to be the niece of James Greer from the Jack Ryan stories, uh, who is Jack Ryan's close friend and mentor. Admiral James Greer was played by the great James Earl Jones in Clear and Present Danger and, and Patriot Games. So, more history, more tie-ins. You know, I love that shit. That's part of why I like this movie. You know, um, you know if you haven't seen all those other movies, you might not feel as passionately about this movie as I do. So, yeah, think about that. Maybe go back and watch the other ones. Anyway, uh, Tom Clancy sold the rights to his novel Without Remorse to Savoy Pictures in 1993 for a reported $2.5 soon after the novel was published. I gotta start writing books. Like, I, that's wild. Like, $2.5 doesn't really sound like a lot for selling your story, but you gotta think, he already got paid for writing the book. So now he got another two and a half million for just giving the rights to the book to somebody to make a movie out of. Like that's that's secure in the bag right there. Anyway. Uh Jody Turner Smith was pregnant and in her second trimester while filming. Uh which makes sense why she actually no she did have a few action scenes. That's kinda wild. Never mind. Anyway uh, this is the second film in which Michael B. Jordan plays a Navy SEAL, uh, the first one being Black Panther. Uh, Guy Pearce and Michael B. Jordan both played villains in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Pearce in Iron Man 3 and Jordan as Killmonger, of course, in Black Panther. Hopefully they bring him back for Black Panther 2 and let him take over as Black Panther. Uh, you know, make it happen. Anyway... Uh, in the film, John Clark is given the enlisted rank of Senior Chief Petty Officer, uh, which is an E-8 pay grade. In the book, Clark is ranked as Chief Petty Officer, E-7 pay grade, uh, which is one rank lower than the film version. Shout out to my nigga Mo. Anyway, uh, Robert Ritter, Jamie Bell, uh, who's played by Jamie Bell, isn't trusted by John Kelly, uh, played by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, in the first half of the film, the character Robert Ritter is also in the Tom Clancy film Clear and Present Danger. Uh, he's played by Henry Zerny. In that film, he's revealed to be the traitor. So, yeah. I kind of, that's why I was thinking that in this one he was going to be the traitor as well. Um, but looks like they're kind of ignoring history, which they would have to because, you know, the age differences and John Clark being a black man in this one and not uh, Caucasian. So yeah, got to rewrite it. And you know, that's why I want them to tie in the new Jack Ryan. Come on, John, John Krasinski, make it happen. Direct it, write it. Anyway, uh, that's it for the, the movie news. And, uh, I mean, not movie news. <laughs> that's it for what the hell did I just do? What was that? The trivia. The trivia. I am tripping. I think it's the COVID vaccine shot I got. Yeah. I've been having some brain fog. Anyway, uh, now it's on for the top five. Top five. All right. So for this week's top five, uh, it's not going to be top five Michael B. Jordan movies. Sorry, ladies. It's not going to be top five spy movies. It's not going to be top five uh, Jack Ryan adaptations. I've already done that. Uh, it is going to be top five spinoff movies. Yes. So, um, number one, 
Oh, basically, so let me explain spinoff. So movies where the main character originated in another film is basically how I'm doing it. So number one is going to be U.S. Marshals, uh, which people kind of get confused as a sequel. Technically, it's a spinoff. The first film, The Fugitive, focused on Harrison Ford's character evading the Marshals, where in this film, the focus is on the Marshals catching Wesley Snipes. So... That's why it's a spinoff and not really a sequel. Uh, number two is going to be Rogue One, uh, which is a Star Wars movie. A lot of people hated it, but it's it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. So, you know, whatever. Number three is going to be Logan. Uh, my favorite superhero finally got the movie he deserved and they fucking killed him in it. I, I mean, still can't get over that. Come back, Hugh. Come back. Uh, number four is going to be Deadpool. Uh, he was in that terrible Wolverine Origins movie, so this counts. Yeah. Uh, number five, I'm gonna give it to this movie without remorse. I thought it was a dope origin story. Um, you know, I can't wait to see what Rainbow Six leads to, and if we get that crossover with John Krasinski. It makes it all worthwhile, and I'll probably have to update the list and move it up some. Uh, an honorable mention goes out to Creed. Uh, you know, those films brought new life to the Rocky franchise. Uh, Creed 1 was really dope. Creed 2 was cool. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to see what Creed 3 is going to be about, but Sylvester Stallone says he has he's not going to be involved in it, so that's kind of shocking it might not be good i don't know we'll see but yeah that's it for this week's episode of cue the review go ahead like listen share subscribe give me that five star rating on apple if you haven't it only takes you know two seconds while you're listening uh give me a, a nice review um you know share it tell a friend to tell a friend just send it to people randomly whatever you know and yeah hit me up if you want to be on an episode hit me up if you have suggestions for movies to do um you know you can dm me text me whatever uh you don't have the instagram it's the letter q underscore the underscore review and yeah that's it hopefully i'll see y'all next week director Congratulations on the promotion, by the way. Thank you. Got to say, I was surprised when you uh, came back to D.C. I've been thinking about what happened. About how it could happen again. So I put together some thoughts. A multinational counterterrorist team made up of U.S., U.K., hand-selected NATO personnel, the full support of the National Intelligence Services. Who's going to run that kind of thing? I would. I want to present it to the president. Do now. Calling it Rainbow. Why is that? 
personal.